Hello and welcome to the ETOP21 Sports Podcast for December 7th. How is everybody? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOP21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOP21 Sports on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on Snapchat. Snap it now and then. Got to pick up the Snap game for sure. How is everybody doing today? What a nice little weekend in the NFL me and my guys had yesterday. We cashed, what did we come up back at? 17U? I think we got 17U yesterday. No, I'm sorry, 14.5U. We hit on the Broncos plus a 7 for the 1H. Broncos plus 13.5 for the game. Lost State, Tate scores a TD. We had the Giants plus 11. Jags plus 10.5. Lions to straight win plus 155. Lions plus 3. Eagles plus 8.5 and, and plus 320 were a loss. Special thanks to Aaron Jones for not running out of bounds, you dumbass. Browns plus... 220 straight win, Browns plus 6, and we lost the Browns-Titans under. Wow. And for the day, we had 17 URRI. Pretty good for me and my boys. Again, if you guys are interested in memberships, just hit me up. Memberships are available, and I will let you know the pricing. Pricing, you know, I offer day, weekend, week, month, you know, whatever you guys want, I'm willing to work with you guys. But anyway, today is always a reaction Monday. The first game we're going to dive into is we're going to go into the Bears and Lions. Lions won 34-30. My biggest takeaways from this are, one, Lions actually fought for their coach, which makes you realize if this move would have been done sooner, this team legitimately probably would have snuck in and got the last wild card spot. That's number one. Number two, this defense sucks. Quinn did an awful job of drafting personnel and signing personnel with a high talent level. Whoever takes this job needs to be able to address the holes they have on the defensive end and add another wide receiver. Because, guys, I think I believe Jones's contract's up. Galladay can't stay healthy and his contract's up. The only legit offensive weapons they have are Stafford. And God only knows if Stafford's going to stay or go because he has a $30 million cap hit. And if you want to build in the draft excuse me, build a team, the way to do it is draft a young quarterback. But I'm telling you guys right now, the quarterbacks in this draft, Lawrence is the only thing, one, I'd be interested in. Everyone else? (laughs) And I told you guys about Tua, so I can't evaluate quarterback talent. But they have Swift, but he's been hurt or concussed or COVID, something. Something's going on with him. So God only knows if he's going to be the answer at running back. If he can stay healthy, he is because he's by far the most explosive guy they have. And TJ Hawkinson, who can who has made some great catches yesterday. In terms of the Bears, guys, they have no offensive line. The quarterback, I mean, let's face it, they already decided they're moving on from Trubisky by not having not picking up the fifth year option. Robinson's a free agent. I mean, the Bears are basically the Lions. Awful coach, awful GM who's done a bad job of putting talent on the field. They have no offensive line. All their offensive players are basically gadget players. Montgomery looked like he had some boost yesterday, but, you know, he's playing the Lions, whose defense is awful and can't stop the run. Wide receivers, they have Allen Robinson. Are they going to be able to re-sign Allen Robinson? I don't know. If I'm Allen Robinson, I look at it, I've played with Brake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and Nick Foles. I want to go to a team that has a goddamn quarterback that can get me the goddamn fucking ball. That's what I, if I'm Allen Robinson at this point in my career, I want to get paid and I want to play with a fucking quarterback. But I mean, I told you guys the Bears were a bluff and, you know, after five and one, what are they, five and seven now? Five. So 
yeah, you know, they're they're done. They're going to have to re reset and hit the old re reboot. Next game, Saints 21, Falcons 16. Jesus Christ. The fact that Taysom Hill is able to come in here and win games as a quarterback for the Saints organization shows how talented this defense is. This defense is insanely talented. They limited the Falcons to only 332 yards. They sacked them twice, and they forced one fumble. Team is playing great, and they're basically just running a high school-level offense with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Hill throws back, you know, runs it, quarterback power, a couple handoffs to Kamara. But the reason why Kamara's been at such a zero factor in the passing game is because Hill has no confidence throwing him the ball. And the one thing that this is probably going to do, and I've been saying it for a year, with how with years, that how talented the Saints team actually is, they should have won a Super Bowl in the last couple of years. And Pey- Hill's gonna get yeah, Hill. Peyton's gonna get too cute, put Hill in, in a crunch situation, and it's gonna lose him a game in the playoffs like he does every fucking year. But this defense is playing great. Defense is playing great, insane level. In terms of the Falcons, I hate to say it, but this is another team that needs to blow it up. Need a new coach, move on from Julio, move on from Ryan, get what you can get, and start the rebuild. Because unfortunately, Matt Ryan, he doesn't look the same when Julio is playing versus not playing. And Julio, I mean, the guy's a fucking warrior, but he has soft tissue injuries like every other week. You can't trust him to be on the field. And if the goal is to win a championship... You guys have to realize the Falcons' window has closed. So if the goal is to win a championship, your window is closed, you have to move on. They have to just start selling off stuff. Colts 26, Texans 20. Late fumble secured the game. Buckner was back. Defense of the Colts looked better. And they actually gave Jonathan Taylor some run. But again, I mean, that's the thing that always amazes me with Frank Wright. Everyone wants to... Jack Frank right off and say what a great coach he is and all this and a bag of chips. But you have Jonathan Taylor, someone that needs reps. What do I mean by reps? Needs like 15 to 20 carries a game. And they only gave him 13. 13 in a game they're leading in the fourth quarter. He got 91 yards. But you guys have to realize for the Colts to make a serious run at this, with that offensive line and the limitations that Rivers has at quarterback, they need to lean on Jonathan Taylor and this defense. Because like I said, this defense is a top-tier defense when Buckner and Leonard play. When they don't, they're middle of the road. Watson is Watson. I mean, this guy has no weapons on the outside, and he's putting up numbers. And what the Texans are doing to Watson, the Lions do to Stafford, just wasting the talent. Defensively, Texans have insane holes. Their personnel does not fit the scheme. Offensively, they need a running back. And they need wide receivers. God only knows if Fuller if they're going to re-sign Fuller. I, 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 this team is insanely lacking, and I've said it numerous times. If you're Eric Bieniemy, why would you go here? You have a three-year window, if that, to win, and you have no draft picks this year. No, no higher draft picks. Excuse me. No first or second round draft pick. Why the fuck would you go here? You wouldn't. If Bieniemy is smart, he's going to either the Jets to get Lawrence, or the Chargers. And take all that talent. That's the only thing that makes sense for him. Next game, <laughs> Raiders and the Jets. So the Jets were winning, and they rushed eight with five seconds to play and left single-man coverage to Henry Ruggs, who easily walked in for the touchdown. 
Now, let's not outthink the room here. Why did the why did the Jets do that? The Jets don't want to win a game because they want Trevor Lawrence. The Jets view Trevor Lawrence as someone that can transcend the franchise, that can take the franchise to the next level. And I think he's good. I don't know if he's that good, though. His film the last two years, his freshman year film was great. The last two years, his film, what I've been watching, eh, doesn't look too hot. But he's better than Darnold, for sure. And that's why they lost the game. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out. Blitz 8, first team all year to rush 8 in less than 30 seconds in a one-possession game. And they did that because they want Lawrence. Raiders, no Jacobs. And with how much Gruden runs the ball, you know, obviously they're going to struggle. Definitely a flat spot having been on the road out east two weeks in a row and with the COVID restrictions have to travel back and forth and you get the Colts coming into Las Vegas next week. I wanted to bet the Jets, like I said on the Gino Bacala podcast. I really, 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 really wanted to bet the Jets, but given the fact the Raiders laid such an egg in the last week's game against the Falcons, I just couldn't do it. Next game, Browns and the Titans. We had the Browns plus a six, Browns money line, lost the under. The reason I took the under is I just felt teams are just going to run the ball, but there is like some turnovers and everything that made the game creep up a little bit. Now, why did I like the Browns? The Titans just came off their biggest win ever this year. And I'm telling you guys, this Titans team, you know, I'll give I'll give Rabel credit. They're winning games they shouldn't, but their offensive line isn't as good. Henry is not a good receiving back, so the, he can't be a little dump off to Tannehill. And their offensive line has isn't as good, has injuries. Suspending Isaiah Wilson, Jonu Smith was out, and defensively, this back four, I mean, hell, I could get separation against this back four. So this team is a huge bluff, and it always cracks me up when I see these people's power rankings, and they have the Titans so high. Oh, fourth best team in the league. It's like, do you guys watch fucking football? Like, honestly, do you watch and understand football if you have the Titans that high in your power rankings? Browns, Browns are the Browns. They're going to run the ball. They're going to lean on Chubb and Hunt, take advantage of that offensive line, use a play action to set up the pass, which they exactly did. It was a great, great game plan. My thing with the Browns is this. For whatever reason, Skifansky doesn't understand their best goal line back and short yardage back is who? Nick Chubb. And in all these situations, he doesn't give Chubb the ball and sometimes doesn't even have Chubb on the fucking field. And how Skafanski doesn't realize that is mind-boggling to me and it's going to cost them a game. It almost cost them the game last week against the Jags. And in the playoffs, it will cost them a game. And I'm letting you know, the Browns are a young team. And they're probably going to get their asses kicked next week by the Ravens. So after this big win, you know, definitely on the fade list for next week. Titans, like I said, guys, you know, struggle, blocking, defense is a mess. They're basically tied now with the Colts next game. I mean, they, they have two easy games against the Jags and Lions. So this game, this is going to be a little bit of a rush for the last couple weeks to see who gets that third seed in the AFC South. Right now they do hold the tiebreaker over the Colts. Next game, Bengals at Dolphins. Oh my God, I was texting my neighbor. I would have ordered, there's this brewery in town here that sells Santa Magic. I would have ordered every single Santa Magic 
that I could from that brewery for delivery. And I would have downed, I would have passed out drinking if Tua would have got benched. That first half, Tua looked awful. And even in the game, he looked awful. That defense of the Dolphins is legit. Defensively, they're winning games. But the fact they have Tua out there is just mind-boggling to me. He is so bad, it's funny. He constantly underthrows balls, can't throw a wide receiver open, and he just makes bad decisions. So this team is going to be continue to fade my fade list for me. And with two at quarterback. With Fitz at quarterback, this offense is popping. Devontae Parker is a factor. Gillespie is a factor. But, you know, with Tua behind the helm, they're, they're very limited on what they can do offensively. Tua is not the answer. And I tried to warn all you guys. Tried to tell you guys. Uncle Eric knows his stuff when it comes to evaluating quarterback. But that's another thing. In terms of the Bengals, Bengals play hard. They play, play hard for Taylor. But they're just very limited on what they can do. I mean... Like I said, I've said, after they drafted Burrow, I said in three years this team was going to win the North. And I still believe that. Next year they're going to be competitive for a playoff spot. They just need to add an, a defensive lineman, another linebacker, a, a pass rusher. That's it. That's all they need. Another offensive lineman, linebacker, pass rusher. That's it. This team's going to be fine. But their ceiling is very low just because Burrow's out. And guys, the Dolphins were struggling against Brandon motherfucking Allen. Let that set in for a little bit. Just just let that set in before you guys start blowing up my DMs about how fucking good Tua is. Let that set in. Let it marinate. Jags, 24. Vikings, 27. I mean, this Jags team, they compete hard. They compete fucking hard for Monroe. I mean, it's obvious Monroe is going to be gone because obviously they're going to do the whole rebuild thing. But they compete hard for him. Glennon is a way better quarterback than Gardner Minshew is. So all these guys that say Minshew this, Minshew this, Minshew this. Watch the fucking game, guys. He wears jean shorts with his ball sack hanging out. That's why the Jaguars were playing him. To distract you from the tanking that they're doing. Jaguars have some young talent. James Robinson was a great find. Great wide receiver core. Glennon can throw the ball down the field. Definitely not the answer at quarterback. They're definitely going to pick up fields, probably. That'd be my guess. They'd probably go with fields. And he can add the RPO action with James next year. Offensive line is young, is going to improve, and defensively, those young guys are just going to keep on improving. And they were out C.J. Henderson, who, let's face it, he's probably the best DB in this draft, that this last year's draft. So this Jags team is going places. Vikings, like I said, on the Geno Bacala podcast, defensively, they really struggle. They have no pass rusher, and their back four is injuries. So offensively, they're going to ride Cook, they're going to shorten the game, they're going to work the clock to limit the exposure of their defense. Next week, they play the Bucks, and that's going to be an interesting game. The Bucks definitely need a win to keep place in the playoff hunt. Vikings like to run the ball. Bucks lost their best run stopper in Vera. Bucks like to pass the ball. Vikings have no DBs, or they have young DBs that are hurt and inexperienced. So that's going to be a little interesting game. It's going to be interesting to see what the number opens up on that bad boy. Next game, Rams 38 Cards, 28, guys, when you're part of my package, I always send out these DFX previews and tell you my strategy for the cash game, because like like I said, cash games are a way to go, but that's a different thing. I won't go into that in this episode. And Murray was our quarterback, and if he just wouldn't have thrown that last INT, I would have cashed in every single fucking DFS cash lineup. But because he threw that INT that was returned for a pick... Uncle Eric did not, which sucks, but we still made money in DFX, so we can't really complain. Obviously, there's something wrong with Murray on that shoulder. 
young, small guy taking hits, you know. And like I said in Geno's podcast, if he can't run, this offense isn't kicking. And I really thought they'd shoot him up with painkillers, tell him to run a little bit more. But there's something definitely wrong with that shoulder and was something wrong with that shoulder that's really limiting how much this Cardinals offense can do in terms of the Rams. Like I said, as long as Doff doesn't have pressure in his face, he's fine. Akers is definitely the most explosive back. Got more touches, got in the end zone, should have got in the end zone again. And with the, that trio of wide receiver, Josh Reynolds, Bobby Trees, and Cooper Cup, offensively the Rams are going to be able to stay in games if they can keep the pass rush out of Goff's face. And with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey defensively, they're going to be able to stay in games. They overtook the number one spot in the West, and they're third in the playoff standings. So they're definitely, right now, if the playoffs were to start today, they're going to host a game, which is huge for this franchise. And they could be a little sneaky because there's no real pass rusher that I fear that they play in the NFC. So that's going to be a sneaky team moving forward. Giants 17-12. Colt motherfucking McCoy goes into Seattle and gets it done. Guys, the Giants are winning the fucking East unless there's a melt. I mean, defensively, they're great. Bradbury is a true good cornerback, probably the best cornerback in the East. And offensively, the line's protecting. Gellman's running the ball. And McCoy's not turning the ball over. I mean, this is an ugly win, but this is the game that the Giants are going to win. Seattle, defensively, they can't get off the fucking field. They can't stop anybody. When it's time to get a fucking stop, they can't do shit. And offensively, Wilson has struggled. The blueprint of kind of, you know, keeping him in the pocket is kind of working. And if you have a cornerback that can keep up with DK, you're going to give this team trouble. They need to recommit to the run game that can set up the play action. But... This year, they were pretty adamant about wanting to throw the ball more. Looking at yesterday's stats, Carson only had 13 rushes for 65 yards. That's five yards a carry in a close game. Why the hell aren't you running the ball more with this kid? Interesting. I mean, for Wilson to truly put up the numbers like he was doing, Seattle needs to recommit to the running game like like they did last year to open up more stuff for Wilson and the passing game. I know you got Lockett. I know you got Metcalf. I know you got those studs. But got to run the ball. At the end of the day, you got to run the ball to win the league. Everyone gets so factionated with passing the quarterback. Passing. You got to run the ball. Giants won that game. And Colt motherfucking McCoy had 105. He had 105 yards. That was it. But Gellman was able to run. So it's going to be interesting for Seattle moving forward. Next game, we lost the Eagles. Goddamn. Aaron Jones, run out of fucking bounce, man. Talk to your boy, Nick Chubb. Run out of bounce. Sit on the fucking clock, boy. But Eagles, yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird situation because Wentz hasn't been Wentz since the injury that knocked him out back in the day. What was it? When they won that Super Bowl. And... Then last year, he was okay for stress, but then he got hurt in the playoff game. He just hasn't been the fucking same. He's scared. to. Th- he's not making the throws, forcing balls in the tight windows. I don't know. Maybe he got tight when they drafted Jalen Hurts. And guys, I hate to break it to you. Hurts isn't the fucking answer either. 
there was some routine fucking throws, basic throws that any NFL quarterback should make that Hurts was lip-dicking or overthrowing yesterday. He is insanely inaccurate. And in my evaluation of him, that's what it is. He'll make two passes where you're like, oh, shit, this guy's, a, this guy's an NFL quarterback. Eight passes when you're like, what, what the fuck was that? Like, oh, what the fuck was that? So neither one of these guys are the answer. And hopefully the Bengals are watching what is happening to Carson Wentz and realize that Joe Brady's down the same path and they need to add offensive line and protection so this doesn't happen to Brady. And also for the Eagles, I mean, let's give, I mean, the one good thing Quinn did in his years of ruining the Lions was he unloaded Slay and got two draft picks for him because Slay has looked like garbage the last two weeks. He got eight by Adams yesterday and he got eight by DK on Monday night last week. Miles Sanders, 10, 10 rushes. That's it. You have Miles motherfucking Sanders by far. Their most explosive player on offense. Ten motherfucking touches. Against a defense that struggles defending the run. And Doug Peterson's an offensive genius. Just let that all sit in. All the Philly people. Let that all motherfucking sit in. It's... Doug Peterson's part of the problem, guys. I know he won the Eagles the Super Bowl, but he's part of the motherfucking problem. Also, in terms of the Packers, I mean... Aaron Rodgers is playing at an insane level. Devontae Adams, we have, me and my guys, we have the prop where I lead the league in rushing. 90 yards out, missed two games. Just think about that. He's 90 yards out of leading the league in, in receiving, and he's missed two motherfucking games. That's how good Adams is playing. Rodgers is Rodgers. I mean, this team, as long as they can keep Rodgers engaged, they, they could make a run. I don't see them winning it. Defense struggles against the run when they're facing an offensive coordinator there that knows what the fuck they're doing. Offensively, I, I do question their offensive line. And if you do play a team that ha- does have a true shadow cornerback, true quote-unquote lockdown cornerback, who else is Rodgers going to throw the ball to? Yeah. And it's going to be interesting. Rodgers, want, Rodgers is a selfish motherfucker, and he wants to win that MVP, guys. It's going to be interesting to see how much he forces the ball and audibles throwing toward the goal line instead of giving it the ball to Aaron Jones. Next game, Patriots 45, Chargers 0. Guys, if you bet the Chargers, I hate to t- I hate to be a dick. I hate to be a fucking dick, but you shouldn't be betting. If you bet the Chargers, you should not be betting pro sports and sports in general. Why is that? Bilichek against a rookie quarterback, a rookie quarterback who has a culture of losing. For how good Herbert has been throwing the ball, what fucking games does he want? Herbert is not a winner, at least yet. And until the Chargers get someone that can improve the culture of winning, Herbert, eh, another guy I'm not that high on. I know everyone is high on this kid, but guys, he's exactly like any other rookie quarterback who has arm talent, unlike something Tua doesn't have. As soon as people get tape on him, the next year they're going to struggle. Herbert's basically Dak Prescott. That's what he is. He won't throw a a wide receiver open. He'll throw when the wide receiver is open. So he's basically Dak. So all these guys comparing him to Rodgers need to kind of pump the brakes. Chargers have way more talent to be 3-9. And And the fact Anthony Lynn on this Monday morning at what time is it here in Chicago, 741, has not been fired is fucking amazing to me. 
this guy now with Fat Matt gone, him and Adam Gase are battling for worst coach. Patriots, I mean, this is the Patriots game. They're just going to run that rock with Newton. They had 165 rushing yards, 126 passing yards. Guys, this team has no wide receivers, especially with Edelman out. The, the offensive talent this team is lacking is amazing to me. It truly is amazing to me. But, guys, they're battling. I mean, if you look at it right now, the, the Patriots right now in terms of the wild card, they're two games back. So, I mean, it's an uphill battle. But, you know, I mean, I, the Dolphins, in my eyes, are in the playoff race. They're going to fall out because they're being idiots and have Tua playing. So, you know, if they could get on a hot street, they possibly could make a run. Sunday night game, Broncos 16, Chiefs 22. Broncos defense played great. Chiefs defense played great. Defensive lockdown, great battle. It just makes you think to yourself, if Locke would have wore a goddamn motherfucking mask last week, the Broncos would have been more competitive against the Saints. Which is sad. Locke, talent-wise, has it all. Brain-wise, from the neck up, is a fucking moron. Does make some bad passes. Mahomes is Mahomes. I mean, and that, that catch that Hill had that was ruled incomplete was insane that Hill made that catch. This team, I do question their offensive line. I do question their back four. But as long as they have Mahomes, this team, it's their Super Bowl to lose. It honestly is. And then you have Kelsey who had a great game. And here's the thing about Kelsey. Every time I see Travis Kelsey, I'm always remembering that shitty-ass VH1 reality dating show he had. If that doesn't tell you what big of a loser Travis Kelsey is, the fact he had to go on a dating show to get a chick, that's all I need to know about him. Well, anyway, that's my thought on the game. Games from... Monday, thanks for tuning in, guys. My guys, you know, we got got two plays today. Got two NFL games. Got some MSL action. We're obviously passing in college basketball. I'm not a big fan of the slate. Again, if you're interested in a membership, reach out. Send me a DM, and I will do my best to work with you and set something up. Stay safe, be well, and I will be back on Saturday.